It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You got to love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for watching another live edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. I'm like so with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. What's going on, guys? I'm not much, man. Another good week of football. I know it's been a couple weeks or whatnot, but we've been grinding, putting the work behind the scenes, and we're ready to bring some more content. I'm looking forward to week, what, week five now. That's crazy, right? I mean, like that, boom, we're already, already about to be five games into the into the season, and by the time you know it, you know, we're going to be saying, man, you know, what happened to the season? But, man, thank God football's back, right? I mean, for uh, all jokes aside, I think I think if anything, now we're starting to learn the identity of, of who's leading the pack. Obviously, there's a strong contender in the NFC and the AFC still, uh, and it's still, cat and, uh, you know, they're fighting, you know, cat and dogs trying to trying to try and get up there uh, into the playoffs, right? So, uh, well, I'm expecting a little bit more of that as as the next couple of weeks unfold. Yeah, and week four wrapped up last night. Uh, between there was a matchup between the Niners and the Rams, and Niners completely dominated the Los Angeles Rams twenty four to nine. Uh, what stood out to you guys besides the defense? I mean, the Niners defense was just pretty much on fire all night. I believe they sacked Matthew Stafford seven times. What stood out to me is I don't think it will. You just to pick up where you said. <laughs> Beside the defense, but it's hard not to talk about because the Rams offensive line on the other side that was awful. And it's been bad all year. We've seen it week one. Um, and it's 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 been bad all year. I mean, this it really has. They, they was killing Matthew Stafford last night. But from on the 49ers standpoint, Debo Samuel, he's a dog. I mean, when he gets the ball to say he's like a running back. Like he he was a dog last night, and it it was a sight to see. The 49ers defense, they're young, they're aggressive, they're physical. It's something about this, like the 49ers around. It seems like the 49ers always beat them, whether it's, whether it's in San Fran or the Rams. Like, you know how you got those teams that some of them got your number, but the 49ers, I think they played on Monday Night Football last year, too, if I'm not um, mistaken. They did. And Stafford, yeah. and Stafford threw, he threw a pick six last year on Monday Night Football, I believe. But, yeah, Fred um, Warner. Yeah, it's it was a mess. He should have had one. Fred Warner should have had another one last night. 
But um, Stafford threw what two picks, I believe. Might, might have been one. He should have had two or three more. A couple of them were dropped. But it was a uh, um, it was a great performance by the 49ers and the Rams. Just he held that offense to nine points. And one more thing before I was saying over to Jerry, what the hell is Allen Robinson? I mean, they paid him a lot of money, and he hasn't done much. It's Cooper Cup or bust. I know they're missing Van Jefferson and Odell is not there, but they pay Allen Robinson. They gave him a lot of money. He hasn't done nothing. I mean, well said, right? Um, but it just shows you. It just shows you. You know, I like I said, I, I hate to be the statistic guys, right? Or the statistic guy. Uh, that defense, the 49ers defense. D'Amico Ryan is going to be one of those guys that is sought out for. I think in the offseason for a potential head coaching position. I think that he has the make and the understanding how to how to adjust on the fly, which is what a head coach needs to be able to do as far as getting his, you know, his, his coordinators in check or his defense in check. So I think if anything, the 49ers are uh, definitely the team that many NFL teams are trying to mimic, whether it be, you know, bringing in a, one of their, you know, uh, one of the coordinators as the the new head coach. Uh, and and it looks right. We've seen that lineage grow and grow and grow. Uh, the only thing is, is of, of course for the 49ers, aside from from Debo, I mean, if Debo goes down, what's going to happen to the 49ers? I think that's that's a, a telling time, a telling. You know, uh, of course, you know, we don't wish that kind of injury on anybody, but the 49ers are averaging 17.8 yards. I mean, 17.8 points a game. And right now, the Eagles, which Walter Schringer, he predicted what he predicted the Eagles would enter the actual. Um, dude, they're actually the Super Bowl favorites for him. Now, he said that week one when we got this thing going. And right now, the Eagles offensively are averaging about 28.8 points a game. And their defense is right there with the 49ers. The 49ers are only allowing 11.5. And the Eagles are allowing 17.8. So, you know, you you look at it, are the 49ers there? I think 49ers and Eagles definitely are the, the, the two teams in the NFC to watch out for as far as Super Bowl, Super Bowl contentions. Yeah, what stood out to me, though, besides the defense, was Jimmy Garoppolo not turning the football over. If he's able to maintain this play, the Niners have a pretty good shot, uh, possibly going all the way. True. I mean, enough said. Yeah, so he's in full command whenever they have that running game going, that sense of the play action, and that's what Jimmy G – you don't want Jimmy G going and throwing 30, 35, 40 times a game. That's not Jimmy G. But when he, they had that defense flowing, they're playing from ahead, he can set the running game, can set the play action. Hit Joe. I want to see George Kill get a little more involved. But other than that, I mean, if they're winning, I mean, who cares? <laughs> I guess fantasy owners hate it. Yeah, so – and now everyone in the NFC West is tied – Everyone's two and two, essentially. So that was a good one for the Niners. Uh, let's go and just talk about the re- the rest of week four. What else what else stood out to you guys? I'm a, man, I'm going with how about the Kansas City Chiefs? My, I mean, we knew that they were gonna come out fired up after two years ago. They were absolutely embarrassed in that Super Bowl. So you knew Andy Reid was gonna have those guys ready to go. Mahomes, everybody talked about. They don't have Tyree here. They don't have a deep threat. But now they got you got to cover more grass now. You got they got more playmakers that you have to. They got more play that you have to contain now. McCole Harmon, Juju, Scantlin. I mean, Sky Moore. There was Sky Moore sight. And what about their running back? Um, Pache, Pacheo, Pecho. 
Pacheco. Um, Pacheco. Yeah, Pacheco. 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 Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, they got it. They got they got some guys there. They, it's a lot of people. Now it's not just Tyreek and Kelsey. I didn't even mention Kelsey because they got so many people. It's not it's not just them two. You got to cover a lot of people now. I think the Chiefs stood out to me. I, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm not gonna be a homer. <laughs> so don't worry about it, right? Um I'm gonna actually say I'm very surprised with the Seahawks. Like that offense, that offense, Geno Smith, uh Damn, uh, I, I I guess I've been hearing some rumbling. I mean, is it Russell's inability to stick to the script? You know what I mean? Because Gino has been able to come in and take take command and kind of pick up where they left off. I mean, everything's starting to hit. To, for the Seahawks, it looks like like their turnaround is not going to be that long. You know, we thought it was going to be a complete disastrous kind of season for them, but I mean, dang. Uh, and 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 to add to that is. Wow, these this Detroit Lions team, they are number one in offense in the entire league. But what is it? I mean, do they have some kind of juju or some kind of black magic that does not allow them to win the win these games? They can't play defense. And, they, and yeah, that's what I was about to say. They've been in every game. I don't think they've been blown. They've been in like every game. That's what I'm saying. So and, and you know, <laughs> and that's because they were missing like you know, two of their their contributors are, are you know one uh the emerging superstar Armand, huh? Uh, essentially three. Yeah, think DJ Chark, DJ uh, DeAndre Chark. Swift. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. But but you know they should be getting uh Swift. Uh, I believe week six I saw the timetable. Armand, I think believe I think he should be coming in. And from what I've been seeing and trying to keep up with, uh, Jamison Williams, man, he was a dangerous weapon last year at Alabama. I mean. It's only a matter of time before uh, before the actual culture starts changing changing with the Detroit Lions because I'll tell you this they have a they their their offense is really clicking. Uh, I think the defense, yeah, they need the defense. It's hard, right? Because they've invested so much into that defensive line these last two years. They've invested two two uh, second round picks, I believe. Uh, on the defensive line, and then last year alone, Aiden Hutchinson was their first, uh, the second pick overall. So it's kind of hard because it's still relatively a very young defensive line. So I, I, I wouldn't, Jeff, I wouldn't. O, Jeff Okuda, Okuda has been balling too. So we got uh, James Davis <laughs> chiming in. Lines have turned into the Texas A&M version of the NFL. Oh, dang, <laughs> that's low voice. I think. Right? I appreciate you tuning in, James. Yeah, I mean, because Texas A&M, I, I, I guess he's referring to the Aggies, how they've been able to, uh, man, the star power that the, that they that that Jimbo has been able to do to bring in all that talent. But I mean, their their talent doesn't really match the uh, the win the win ratio, right? But getting back on subject, still, it, it's 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 very unique to see the Lions being able to stack up these numbers in the NFL. But you know, when it all comes down to the nitty gritty. Or to the gritty, right? You know the, the actual dance. You know, uh, Kendall. I, I know you've done it before. Um, they're not. They're not winning the games, man. Uh, what, what stood out to me is that the <laughs> Eagles are pretty good. They're good. They're a pretty good football team. I believe at one point yeah. during the game, they were trailing Jacksonville fourteen to zero. The Eagles have not trailed in, in the second half at all this year. So that tells yeah, me that I, this I watched, offense. I watched that game. That yeah, was a good game. defense. They're a well-coached football team, and uh, yeah, man. I mean, they're four and zero. The only undefeated team left in the NFL. Yeah, I think last year, hats off to the Jaguars, though, because that. I mean, nobody thought. I mean, who thought the Jaguars would be what two and two right now? 
So hats off to Jacksonville for stick well, getting up 14 zip, but as we've seen with young teams, you know, they just can't step or whatnot. But that was a pretty good game. Jalen Hurts threw a couple of picks and whatnot. They got out there um Trevor Lawrence and whatnot too. But I mean that fit that Eagles defense is for real. Yeah. Um and, and it's, it's, not, a bad, kinda, it's not a bad loss for Jacksonville either. Yeah. I will say this, and you know, everybody wants to talk about the 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 defense, right? But just the just the just just a big surprise out of the Eagles is Nicobe Dean. You know, we thought that Nicobe Dean was going to have the biggest impact from everybody that was drafted uh, from the Eagles this year. And Nicobe Dean did not play a snap on defense. Uh, I think this is already two weeks in a row. So that's kind of a little bit of alarming, you know what I mean? But can you imagine if he, if they could find a way to use his talent on top of what they already have there with the Eagles? I mean, that, that, that I think would put them over the edge when they have that signal caller in the defense and, and able to uh, take control and change a game for you. Uh, we got James Chapman back in. The fact the Chargers have gave up the third most points scored on defense is just crazy after all that money spent in the offseason. They are missing Bosa, so, I mean, that's definitely going to not help out anything either. So, But, yeah, they were able to escape Houston with the win. Uh, one of the biggest storylines coming out of week four, though, is Kenny Pickett. Uh, he's going to be a starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward. Uh, Mike Tomlin made a comment earlier uh, today uh, that basically the offense just need like kind of a, of a spark, and they're not just you know they're not putting up enough points on the scoreboard, so that's why they made the move. Yeah, he came in uh, last week. It wasn't. I kind of wish they'd made the made the switch a little earlier, but we know what Trubisky at Trubisky is. He's been bad just about all season, whatnot. He, I won't say bad, but he just hasn't. He, he's just not it. You know what I mean? He's too concerned with now. At least Kenny Pickett come in, throw the ball down the field a little bit. He's going to be a little bit aggressive. He was aggressive the other day, threw three picks, but two of them weren't really on him. But I just think the fact that, you know, if you're throwing – if you're throwing the ball, throwing picks and whatnot down the field, that lets you know you've been aggressive. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, he's going to take his bumps and bruises earlier. And then, I mean, now you can't go back to Chubisky, obviously. I think Pickett will be a star for the rest of the year. And let's just – I mean, what are they, one and three? They one and three. They got a tough schedule coming. I believe they got Buffalo this Sunday. But, I mean – I mean, I think it's just time. It's time for whatever. And with those weapons, he should be able to do something there with those weapons I, on that offense. I want to add, uh, I think you're absolutely right, Kendall. I, I think if anything, he's going to get that running game going. He's going he's gonna to allow Najee Harris to now be able to to get the running game going. And then from there, Pat Fryermuth is going to get fed the ball. George Pickens is going to get fed the ball. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson, I, I think he's kind of – even though he got paid a lot of money – I think Deontay Johnson is going to have to show that that hey man he can co- he can go up there and get that ball and make some plays because I'll tell you this George Pickens is is just itching to to get the ball and man I'll tell you this I think George Pickens is almost a replica clone of uh, AJ Green man when and AJ Green's prime of course so it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting team for lack of better terms and I think that Kenny Pickett is the actual ignition that 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 are needed to to get going, so uh, I think we're gonna start seeing a different Steelers team. It might take them about uh, at least two weeks, I think, before we start seeing it on all cylinders. I think this might have been a little bit sooner than what Mike Tomlin was hoping for Kenny Pickett to start playing, uh, being QB one. I guess you can say uh, definitely against the Buffalo Bills. That's gonna be a tough matchup for Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Uh, speaking of the Buffalo Bills. They were trailing Baltimore at you know after the first half, twenty to three. Came back and won the game. Uh, obviously, there was a controversial 
uh, call, I guess you can say, John Harbaugh choosing to go for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. And um, obviously Jordan Poirier intercepted the ball, and uh, Buffalo ends up running out the clock and kicking a field goal to win the game. I mean, not only that, but the uh, I believe the uh, what was it the uh, they blew the timeout right also that could have saved them with the uh, when he challenged the play too. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting game. Uh, I think it just came down to a, a game of chess right uh, at the very end. But that defense came on at, uh, towards the back end of that game, so it's very yeah, they, interesting. They, they, Ravens, they, Ravens didn't trust the defense. They, they didn't trust the defense. You got to kick. Theaters. You got to kick the field goal though. You got to take the points. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, you got to take your points and make Buffalo drive the field. But they didn't trust the defense, and we've seen what happened. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's, then- it's crazy, right? Because we're expecting these two teams to be right there in the AFC conference, uh, conference championship. So. You know, both these teams, I, I don't think, you know, they're going to spin out of out of out of a crazy control. I mean, I, perhaps the Bills will stack up and, and, and get, you know, all the wins that they need. But I, I don't know about the Ravens losing or spinning out of control in that division. I, I still think they're the they're a little bit well uh, better built in that division to uh, make a stronger push into the playoffs. Just the second straight Baltimore Ravens home game that they've blown a lead. In the um in the second half, what now? We seen it with the Miami Dolphins, another AFC East team, and this um this past week against um, the Buffalo Bills. And, and I believe that was seven straight home games that they've lost, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, that's and that's 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 crazy. That's a, yeah. that's shocking. It is all right. James chiming back in. John Harbaugh needs to go to college at this point, <laughs> running college formations, thinking they're gonna work all game. I think they still have the same offensive coordinator, man, uh, to be honest. You know, Greg Roman. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I think think if, if he's not able to turn this thing around, like, I mean, you're absolutely right, James. Uh, and I think if they're not able to turn this thing around, his his job, he's going to be, you know, at the, at the end of the year, he, he I don't know if he'll last the end of the year, but for sure I, I think that uh, come next year they're going to try to bring something in. Because, I mean, that offense has been – that offense has been almost overhauled completely to make sure that Lamar is able to excel. That defense also has kept up up to date with playmakers. Although we did see uh, Marcus Peters get into it with John Harbaugh, right? Uh, that was kind of a weird situation. Yeah, I think essentially reports were that he was he was mad essentially because they didn't trust the defense. You kick yeah. the three, and then you're you're playing at home. I mean, weather's not ideal, and you just play. You play you play you know your defense. And kind of let whatever happens happens, but you got to take the points at that point. And, and and look, John's been in the league for a long time, and I know he said that like, hey, you know, we want to give him the ball back. We want to make sure that we scored at the end. We wanted six, not three. But hey, at that point, you got to take the three points because this might be one of those losses towards the end of the year that you're kicking yourself for. Sure, man. And look, things don't get easy. I mean, they got the Cincinnati Bengals uh, this week coming up on Sunday Night Football. It's gonna be a tough matchup. An angry Bengals team, right? And the Bengals are – I think they've won two straight. And they're starting to look like the Bengals. <laughs> I, think that, I think that Super Bowl hangover is slowly starting to fade. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this is a part of the season where we start to see the, the teams that are actually going to be good. They kind of start separating themselves from the rest. Uh, let's see, we got James chiming back in. Uh, I don't know why – uh, didn't just drag Devin to Singletary in the end zone. That's the other thing, too. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, but let's, let's look forward into uh, week five. Obviously, we got a matchup Thursday night football between the Indianapolis Colts, the struggling Indianapolis Colts, against the Denver Broncos, which, I mean, they do not – they don't look good on offense for whatever reason. And we did see yeah. – 
we did see the report out of Peter King, right? That uh, Ur- uh is not pleased at all. No. Essentially, they got to turn it around this season or they're probably both going to be gone. Yeah, and when we say both, that's Chris Ballard and Frank Wright, right? Right. And look, Jonathan Taylor, I don't think he's going to play in this right. game. He was he was he was in a boot. He was in a boot today, I believe, and it's just going to it's going to be it's a fast turnaround. Uh, uh Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard, whatever you want to be called. Uh, he's dealing with a broken <laughs> nose. He's going to be out for the game. So, I mean, look, everything's That's what I was going to say. They're, they're, bang, yeah, they're, they're banged up. They're banged yeah. up team. But, but so are the Broncos. I mean, Randy Gregory is going to be out for a while. Uh, Javante Williams is going to be out for the year. Ooh, yes. on MCL. I, hate, I hate that injury. They did pick up Latavius Murray from the Saints practice squad, so we'll see how that happens. But, look, we saw Melvin Gordon lose the football, and essentially that kind of turned the game and kind of sealed it for the Raiders. Um, so he's struggling. So two teams that are struggling. Uh, I, well, I just since he's been he's been fumbling since he's been in the league. Hey, he had fumbling. Hey, yeah, James is, James needs to come and write for for East West football, man. I mean, Colson. what's going on, man? Let's see. Uh, call seat the tank and get Bryce Young. It might solve the, their problem. I don't know. They're not. They haven't been able to select any quarterbacks. Pick the right one, I guess you can say. Well, well Bryce just recycling the old ones. The reason why he's saying Bryce Young is Bryce Young doesn't need an offensive line. And we're seeing right now uh, offensive line is not the same, man. That offensive line is struggling. Uh, I mean, damn, man. I mean, at one point that, that was like the strongest, that was the strongest part of the actual Colts, right? Which is their defense and the offensive line. That's why Jonathan Taylor was able to stack up some, some great things. And the Titans right now, the last two games have been turning up. And I mean, their offense has been on, uh, has been working in their favor and, mm-hmm. They've been able to uh, seal the games. Uh, how many years has Ballard and Wright, and Wright, Frank Wright, been there? I think it's just like their fourth or fifth year. It's got to be the fourth year, I want to say. I think the fourth. Dang, it seems like the code. They just, like I said earlier, they just can't get it right. Whether it's the quarterback, the front office, like they just, it, it's a mess. There, what they there? Good team. They got talent. I, I, I think they'll quarterback away if they can start getting these used cars for one year and get them, a, get them a quarterback from the draft. I think they'll be all right. I mean, he went from Rivers to Wentz. Now you got Matt Ryan. But but I think it's more than the quarterback though. I mean, it's just you know sometimes when a when a team's struggling and you know things aren't looking going like the right way, sometimes you need to make a move, let some you know fire the coach. I don't know, just something needs to change, right? And it, look, and I and I feel like if they do lose Thursday, look, it's a tough game playing in playing in Denver is no joke. That defense is still good. Um, if they lose this football game, obviously, look, I don't like to speculate on anybody's job, but they're in deep trouble. It's gonna be interesting because they got the long week to for the next for the following week. So if something was to happen, maybe it happened over the weekend or whatnot. So and like, they're in depth. Yeah. And here's the other thing too. I saw it was like, well, what if Frank Wright benches Matt Ryan and puts in Nick Foles? He's the backup quarterback. I mean, you've been losing that. the games anyways. I mean, and I think Matt Ryan has the most turnovers for a QB this season. I might be wrong, but I think that's what I saw. Hmm. Well, I think we were all expecting. Uh, the Colts to uh, be able to be a little to, better, yeah, to do a lot better. But I mean, right now they are they're they're probably one of the biggest disappointments this this season. And uh, <laughs> what did he say? What is James saying? Uh, if I'm Jonathan Taylor, I have to get traded to the Chiefs. <laughs> and, look, and, and I'm you know speaking of the Chiefs, if the Chiefs don't make a mistake, and I think it was Chris Jones, I they got a def- uh, roughing the passer call. We're talking about this team being winless still. Yeah. And then you tied with the Texans. They lost to the Jaguars. 
I mean, it's it's been a mess. <laughs> one of the teams that we thought were, were going to be one of the strongest teams in the AFC is one of the weakest ones. Right. The Bronx? Yeah. No. The Colts. The Colts. I mean, the Broncos, the too. I mean, look. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett, he's not a good coach, man. I was going to say, uh, I mean, let's the just Broncos go ahead. Two let's two. just go ahead and be honest. The Broncos, too, man. Yeah. But, I mean, look, we're talking about this team being a 1-1 football team if it wasn't for Jimmy Garoppolo step, stepping out of the end zone. Essentially, that's what happened, right? So it's two teams that are struggling. Two teams that have one is a new coach. One of them has been there for a while, but he can't get it right. I mean, what happens? I feel it, man. I feel it for the Colts, man. I I just think that ever since Andrew Luck uh, walked away, that quarterback situation has been bad, man. Going downhill. (laughs) It has been. I mean, and 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 that's because these are good quarterbacks that bet, that played in the league for a while, so they put in the work ethic. They have their <laughs> that's our boy Blake Gardner. But we're hyped, yeah, man. They are, man. I'm sorry. I think I think I'm kind of a little bit in there to overhype them. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? Not that bad. I don't think. I that know. Bad. I th- I think eventually he's gonna turn I, around, but I, I just don't like the coach. I just don't think he's a good fit. Well, I don't know, man, because what, what did we say at the beginning of the show, man? I mean, listen to what he's saying. I said it at the beginning of the show. I said, I'm surprised with the Seahawks how Geno Smith looks like he can, you know, st- put up some, you know, put up some gaudy numbers. You know what I mean? Uh, stack up, you know, uh, put up a good fight, you know, off- offensively. So maybe it was Russell Westbrook because we're kind of yeah, seeing. Like, I don't know, but I don't think you can say that either yet, right? Because. Essentially, they play the Lions. The Lions got one of the worst defenses in the league. So that's why Gino looked that good. This week he plays against the Saints. That's going to be a tougher matchup for him. So we see how we'll see how he does. But I think Russell, I mean, I think he's going to figure it out. I just don't like Nathaniel Hackett. I just do not think he's a good head coach. <laughs> he brought in a senior advisor, essentially, telling him what to do. So I believe whenever he was running the offense for the Green Bay Packers, it was kind of Aaron Rodgers running that show, not him. He was just the, the OC. And that's because I, I I believe you already have those in in house, and for you to do that in the middle of the week, yeah, that's kind of saying uh, it speaks volumes. I think what you're saying. All right, so uh, let's pick a winner of the struggle bowl. Who, who's going to win this football game? <laughs> I'm going with the home team. The Broncos are home, and the only reason I'm going with them because they're home. If the Colts are home, I'd be going with the Colts, but I'm going with the Broncos. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stay with the Broncos too, and I, and it's. Based off the defense, uh, defense has only been allowing uh, seventeen. Let me see, just a bear, just a fact check. Seventeen points. That's all they have allowed. Two hundred eighty-four yards. Uh, they allow one hundred seventy passing yards and one hundred fourteen rushing yards. So without Jonathan Taylor going, I I don't think that that could get get going. Um, yeah. So give me the Broncos. Broncos. We got James chiming back in. Uh, but just think about the backlash Broncos will get because they won't have a first pick for at least four years. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take the Broncos. I like the Broncos at home this Thursday. And look, by the time we talk next week, Frank Wright might be out of a job. I think just the uh, nature of the beast. Uh, I think this this season, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a different changing of, of seasons. You know, Matt Rule's also under <laughs> Yeah, that guy's a in trouble too. Uh, back then, I, I back then I said, "Well, I'm pretty sure they're going to be patient with him because you know he had to rebuild mm-hmm. the whole entire team." But no, man, the, this uh, is his what third year, fourth year, third year, I believe. It's it's his it's yeah his third year. 
Look, and, and Baker does not look good out there, man. I don't know what it is. He just does not look good at all. Well, I, I think, think if Sam Darnold was, was healthy, I think they might make the switch. Well, honestly. I'm just – I'll say this. For for the coach to, to kind of like uh, get in, in into the media or allow the media to, you know, to make a statement into the media saying receivers need to get open for Baker. Like, I mean, hey, man, you're, you're – you're dividing your locker room by doing this kind of stuff. So, yeah, me too, man. I had so much hope for Baker. I thought this was going to be like a, 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 a like a rebirth for him almost. Matt Rowe needs to be babysitting kids at this point. He's, he's a, he was a really good college coach. I'll say that much. I mean, he he did he did some good things in Baylor and Temple, but dang, man, NFL is oh. a different beast. Well, he is a rich man, so. I'm sure if he gets fired, he'll be all right. And look, Oklahoma, I mean, talking real quick about college football, that job might be open. Yeah. Hey, I think he, I think that, I think that that would be a good place for him to go and, and, and recharge his his coaching career. But uh, for the, for the time being, I mean, there's so many storylines looking up ahead, but uh, I think focusing on tomorrow, like we said, Broncos, Colts kind of lost right now. Thursday, it'd be a good game. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, that's going to go and do it for us today. Uh, thank you, everyone out there, for watching and listening. And we'll see you guys Sunday for Sunday kickoff early in the morning. Till then, have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wannabet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wannabet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric acid.